There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's going to be 48 later on today. That's very, very nice. It's supposed to be sunny and, and well, let me make sure that I got that right because I know it's going to be 48 one of these days. Uh, today, actually, an early shower, otherwise mostly cloudy, some sun at times, a high of 40. That's what it is. Um, Thursday, high of 38, but on Friday, mostly sunny. Uh, tomorrow, oh, wait a minute. Huh. This, I was sent Wednesday's weather. I don't, oh, wait a minute. You know, this might have been my fault. Oh, I, it was my fault. I covered it up with the wrong one, you dumb bastard. I usually throw away the weather every day. I don't know why the hell I didn't. Yeah, here's the deal. Today, a cloudy morning followed by gradual clearing with a high of 38. Well, so it's identical to the other one anyway. Huh. <laughs> Okay. Come on, Whatever. Ken. Come on, Ken. Step it up. Let's <laughs> to God. Mostly sunny and warmer with a high of 47 tomorrow. It's the exact same forecast. Well, it was just yesterday, so I guess the Friday, Saturday, Sundays would be the same. But, yeah, so it's pretty... What Was it nice yesterday? Yes, it was nice. I took yeah. a go-go for a walk. It was, it, was, it was a little... It wasn't super sunny, but it was like 38. Yeah, so the exact same weather to, uh, today, as a matter of fact. Uh, right now it's cloudy in 23, but 38. Uh, cloudy morning followed by gradual clearing. So clearing, a little sun in 38 later on today. Nothing wrong with that. No. Right? We'll take it. That's weird, though. I suppose, the, yeah, the forecast would be the same except for one day. That would be Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. Either you get Wednesday or you get Thursday. You can't have both. That's just how it is. Sorry, you don't get both. <sighs> I'm sorry. But, yeah, the weather's really, really improving, and we keep moving forward. I love, by the way... Uh, this came from CBC, so this, that's uh, yeah, Canada News, right? Uh, and the headline reads, Owl attacks six people at Killarney Provincial Park. <gasps> and I don't know where the hell they got the picture of this owl, but there's an owl staring at me right now looking like, what do you want, you son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Come at me. Come at me. <laughs> Come at me. Give it a whirl. See what happens. <laughs> Give me back that goddamn Tootsie Pop. Like, I'm telling you, this owl is looking right at me, and he's pissed off mm -hmm. as can be. And he's like, let's go. Let's go. Come on. Four people were treated at a hospital early this month after they were attacked by a great horned owl at Killarney Provincial Park, south of Sudbury, Ontario. Gary Wheeler, a spokesperson for Ontario's Ministry of the Environment, Conservation, and Parks, said in an email to CBC News, the owl attacked two other people, but they did not need... I'm sorry for laughing at this, but that's got to be scarier to some bitch being attacked by an owl, right? I would think. Oh, that'd be... Oh, have you ever been attacked by any bird? Yes. It's terrifying. <laughs> it is. It's true. 
Oh. <laughs> I just love that. I'm coming to get you. You oh. weigh like three pounds. Settle down. Still, man, an owl, that's huge. They got that sharp beak. Oh. They do have a very, well, owls probably weigh about, what, 20, 25 pounds, some of them? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they're light to fly, but they feel like. Yeah. Yep. They feel substantial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why crabby? They're always crabby. Yeah. I, uh, there used to be a bird that on when my next to where my husband lived that would every time we'd walk under this tree would swoop down at us and like <laughs> the anxiety I had knowing that that was going to happen like ruled my life and so the idea that like something like seven times that size would fly at you no thank you yeah we flew into the ass end of one on highway 53 <gasps> just south of superior Whoa. We were driving south on Highway 53 through Wisconsin, and uh, my buddy Jeremy is in the passenger seat. I'm driving, and we're both just kind of zoning out, and he's like, what is that? I was like, yeah, what is that? And all of a sudden, like, out of nowhere, we just smoked and hit our windshield. There was an owl flying about, you know, six feet off the ground above the highway, straight down the highway, and we smoked it. Put a big crack right down the middle of my windshield. Went tumbling off into the ditch. No wonder he's pissed off. Well, usually the outlaw. Listen, I would have got that if it was like a hawk or something, but this was the middle of the day. This was like 11 a.m. on a Sunday. We were driving back to lacrosse. So, why it is an owl? They're usually, they're, they're, I think that's why somebody is called a night owl, correct? Like they're very, they're, they're not during the day, nocturnal, they don't fly much. Yeah, yeah, they're nocturnal. Thank you. Yeah, but I was mm-hmm. searching. I was going to get there I know. one of these hours. I was like, did he, <laughs> is he looking for that word <laughs> or you. did he just decide not to use it? <laughs> Be yeah. Great at ten oh one. I know what I was going to say. Yeah. I know. Isn't that doesn't that happen all the time? <laughs> Indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this owl, I'm trying to figure out why it's doing this. The province closed the park's George Lake campground, which includes cabins, yurts. What's a yurt again? That's that's a tent. Yeah, I think it's like a formal tent. Like it's more substantial than just like a. Um, okay. Yeah, it's got like it's got walls. Almost looks like a small big top for a circus. Oh. Yeah, it's kind okay. of just a smaller version of that. Is it, uh, why that instead of a, just like a regular tent? Uh, because yurts look good on Instagram, and that's why oh, people okay. stay in them. <laughs> okay. I understand 100% now. Cabins, yurts, campsites, ski trails. On March 10th, the attacks from the aggressive owl happened the week of March 6th. Wheeler said they planned to open the campground on Friday. He added that park staff determined the owl was injured, which is why it was acting aggressively toward... Oh, it's protecting itself then. It knew it was injured, and therefore it was protecting itself by being a prick. Yeah, I was just, I was just <laughs> thinking, like, why are you going to go out of your way to be a dick? We can't reach you, so why are you right. coming for everybody? <laughs> Those are terrible instincts. Did they, well, he's vulnerable. Yeah, Did they look to see if there was any wayward cocaine out in the woods? Yeah, Could right. Be? Cocaine mm-hmm. owl. Cocaine owl. <laughs> Do people like to fight on cocaine? I was only near cocaine once in my life. I was never a street drug guy. I'm like, I grew up around the people that sell that. I would not trust those sons of bitches to give me a Milky Way. No way. <laughs> no way. Um, I I feel like you everything is heightened. And so for me on coke like i would just dance and talk too much like those Not are the you things, right so like i don't imagine I, I but i do imagine if you're somebody like tom bernard and you could be maybe possibly inclined to fight mm. cocaine would not be the drug for you oh really yeah i don't know i've seen Brittany on a diet coke too so <laughs> it's about the same yeah. thing yeah too much caffeine no question about it uh speaking of that by the way i just uh 
a little coincidental here, I guess, but I just decided three days ago to stop drinking any caffeine after one o'clock in the afternoon. I am sleeping a lot better because it goes through your system, and by the time you hit the sack at 10 o'clock or 10.30 or whatever you do, it's a, man, that was a great choice. I literally, because of doing morning radio and having to get up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, I had to drink caffeine all day. Otherwise, I'd have gone to sleep at like 4 in the afternoon. Yeah. You guys know that, right? You've been down that road. Yeah. I, I definitely have a cutoff time. Yeah, mine's like around 1, and I won't drink any more caffeine. Yep. I can't do it, and it's really, really helping me. I, I, you know, I've been down this road before, but I think part of that is the fact that I actually sleep eight hours a night now, which I haven't done in 37 years. I want to uh, kill you right now. Why? Because I'm just, we're in this terrible sleep regression with Go-Go. Oh, oh, with the baby, yeah. If anybody has any advice, please <laughs> send it to me. I keep, I, every time I look something up, all I see is like, it's normal for babies to wake up four times. Like, I cannot live my life like this. It is so hard. Uh, Isn't that part amazing? That whole thing. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, kid, little kids start talking. Well, a lot of kids, I think Andy started talking like when he was 12 months, 13 months. He was an early talker. Does that surprise you that Andy was an early talker? No, it doesn't. Um, I walk in. So he's talking at uh, at like 13 months or whatever. Walk into his room, and there is poop like, wiped all over the wall behind his crib. That makes sense. He apparently wanted to dig the poop out, and he <laughs> rubbed it all over the wall. And I walk in, and I look at that, and I'm like, oh, Christ. I look at him. <laughs> And what did he say to me? This is a 13-month-old baby with poop all over his walls. What did he say? Red rum. <laughs> Close. He looks at me. He goes, son of a bitch. Oh, my. See. Oh, really? That's hilarious. Son of a <laughs> but bitch. But you know Andy. Oh, that's so. It's like the most, like things you never imagine in your life are just daily occurrences. Like the other day I was walking around with just poop on my arm. Don't know how long it's been there. And I thought to myself, like 20 year old me would be like, never, like never there would be a world with just poop on my arm. And I don't know when I, how long it was there. Like, oh, oh, it's just disgusting, but it's fine. No, you're a mom. You're fine. It's fine. I, I, there's nothing I would ra- I'd rather have poop on my arm than anything else. But man, this, I would like some sleep. I would li- if I could yeah. get eight hours. Yeah, I don't even tell, want to tell you what I would do for those eight hours. Like I would love eight hours of sleep. How old is Gogo now? She's almost ten months. She's like a week away from ten months. So. Oh, then you only got another year and a half of being up all night. I will kill you. I'll end your life. <laughs> <laughs> I will end you. But you sit there and hold her in your arms. You go, my God, what a blessing this is. Hands down. Hands down. You do. It's true. Never understood people that beat up their own kids. What the, what, what's okay. the, that all about there, weakling? I have no, I, I, right? I, the idea that she even is uncomfortable. For, when she has gas, I, like, cry. Oh, yeah. So I just can't even imagine. Mm. Um, but, yeah. 
Did I ever tell you guys a story at the uh, cabin when my uncle freaked out on everybody, like the kids that were down at the dock? I don't know if I ever told you guys that story. No. My no. brother-in-law and I are just sitting up on the deck. We're doing a little bit of work. We're just kind of sanding off the, you know, the banister and whatnot. Just, you know, drinking a beer. We got a little stereo out there. We're listening to some old 90s gangster rap. And, and we're keeping it it's very low. It's yeah, just yeah. the two of us. We're just, you know, just chatting away. And my uncle walks by the dock, and there must have been three or four kids on it. He didn't, they weren't wearing life jackets. And he freaks out. And he's like, if you kids get on that dock one more time without life jackets, I'm going to come down there and put a boot in your ass. How many times I am going to start knocking some goddamn skulls if you kids don't wear a goddamn life jacket. And he, he turns around. He's all red-faced. And he walks by me and he goes, hey, could you turn the goddamn gangster rap off? There's little kids around. And I was like, which one is a little more detrimental to their psychic right now? And their psyche because the fact that their adult uncle just said they're going to beat the hell out of them or us very lightly listening to some gangster rap. That's so fun. And he cares that much. Yes. Like, he cares that. And, and that, that open water with kids is terrifying. And I get his oh. anxiety. My anxiety turns into, like, we're leaving, you know, and his is, like, outward. And that's sure. just, like, funny because it's, like, I understand how he's feeling yeah. with the life jacket thing. But, yeah, it's just funny how it comes out of your body. <laughs> so how old was he when he was barking at him? Oh, I bet he had to have been. I mean, this was only like three or four years ago, so like 56, 57. Oh, so not that old even. He just he was very concerned. Oh, yeah. No, he's been this way for a long time. I love the guy to death, but he quit drinking years ago. He used to drink a quart of whiskey before he'd go to work at a factory a day. Oh, a quart man. of whiskey. He would drink Ooh. it and then go to work. And when he quit drinking, our big, my biggest concern was, well, how can I – I don't have an excuse for why he's an asshole. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest problem <laughs> right. now is that he's, gonna, he's not he's, – you ever heard the term dry drunk? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Is my, that was my uncle. He's much more mellow now over the last two years. He got a fiancé, and he's just – yeah, I think he just turned 60, so things are starting to mellow out a little bit for him. But mm-hmm. he was that guy for a long, long time. Isn't that great? There's a balance in the universe because, as you know, well, Brittany knows I was so even keel. So your uncle and I balanced it out, you know. Oh, God. (laughs) Aren't you so thankful there are things in your life that happened? More importantly, aren't you so thankful that Catherine was like, knock this shit off? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah. The pendulum is not swinging as aggressively nowadays. You've noticed? Uh, Yeah, I've noticed. Can you imagine this poor woman? She marries me and is stuck with that now for like 40 years. She gets That's a, great. She gets a kick out of you. Man, I was listening to the family podcast yesterday, and man, she, she gets a kick out of you. Um, that I, I was laughing so hard. They posted a clip of it, of you guys, you know, fighting over how you say to um, uh, the terminology of what you would say when you're using speakerphone. And um, you guys were laughing so hard and as a family and just bickering in a way that I go, man, that, Catherine gets a kick out of you. Well, a lot of people, they love the family podcast because it's a real wife and husband, son and daughter. The grandkids come in and pop on the mic once in a while. It really is a family thing, which is obviously, and you guys have been through the same thing. Family is very important to me because my family broke up when I was a little kid, yeah. right? Yeah, no, my, uh, I just watched my brother's dog, and he came and hung out with me for, like, two hours when he went and picked him up. I, I love my family. Um, yep. I don't know if I want to be on a podcast with them, but at the same time, you, you got, you're you a very lucky man. I mean, I, I know am. that that was yep. your game plan all along is to 
make sure that your family hangs out a lot. And I feel like... What? No. <laughs> you've, you've done it. I mean, like, you're, you're a lucky man. I did. I reeled them in and they did. Well, they knew it. They knew I was reeling them in. Yeah. You're not getting away from me, damn it. It's one of those deals. I think you did well. But I, I, look, it's the same situation with my family, my friends, all the rest of it. I really, really love having good people around me. I really do. It's, it makes it very, very special. Life uh, should, instead of pissing and moaning about everybody else and I hate you and I hate this and you suck and oh my God, it's horrible. I'm with my family. I'm happier than some bitch. Yeah, they're, right? they're, you're a lucky man, and I, I think anybody who's got, yep. a, got a family they want to be around is lucky, too. No doubt about it, ladies and gentlemen. And, and she, she does, as you know. No, Rudy, you've not spent a lot of time around Catherine. A little bit, but not a lot. None, yeah. She cannot hold up. Like last night, we took a walk. We took a nice walk. It was very, very nice. But about every block and a half... She'd take a shot at me for no reason. Just, you know, just to make sure I understood who was running the show, and that's the way it is. Right? Yeah. Catherine, we love you. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I, lo- oh. I love that woman, man. She is, like, she's one of those women that walks in the room, and you're like, I bet she's going to smell so good, and then even <laughs> smells better. You know what I mean? Like, you just go, yeah. oh, I hope she touches my arm, because she's just, like, just... Just like hashtag goals, she's she's cool and she's definitely like not putting up with anyone's shit. And um, it's fun to travel. Like when I, you know, when we've done the um, radio trips and your family's come along, like mm-hmm. it's just always been a blast. They're they're way too fun. Well, you guys have been friends how many years now? Christ, you've been friends a long time. Well, I mean, I knew you first. I worked right, with you right. for a couple years, and so I've probably been friends with Alex for gosh. I want to say at least 10 years because I probably knew you for five or six and then met Mm -hmm. Alex through your podcast. But yeah, they're very, it was, I'm telling you, our listeners should go in the the clip that Melissa posted of you guys arguing about how to, you saying that you say remotely, use the phone remotely. I mean, it was such a funny clip. You guys are. Oh, really? Yeah. You guys are pretty funny. that's nice of you, but yeah, that's that's one of the great things in my life. I suppose if I had stayed at like working at General Metalware, hey kids, you want to come over and help Bop uh, Bop make garbage cans? What do you think? <laughs> they probably would. I mean, yeah, maybe they would have. Yeah, it's true. Oh, God, that job. And again, I love people from all parts of the world and all the rest of it. We had a guy that came from Poland to uh, to work. Uh, at General Metalware. It's not even there anymore. It's, a, it's, it's an empty lot on Central Avenue and about, so oh God, it's a block north of Broadway. Okay. There's just an empty lot there. That's where General Metalware used to be. So this guy comes from Poland and pretty big guy, pretty solid guy, right? Uh-huh. And he comes in one day and he's like an hour late and he goes, and, so you guys, and I'm, this is a horrible impression of the accent. I understand. I've never worked on a Polish accent, but you guys, it's going to be unbelievable. It's story, I tell you. I said, yeah, what's up? And I won't say his name because I don't want to identify him because he did have a booze problem, and we're going to get to that. But <laughs> he said, I just went to doctor. I health is good. I need to cut back on a few things. But uh, he said something to me which made me so happy because he said to me, Tom, he called me cute alcoholic. Oh, no. And I said, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure, you sure he didn't say acute, not just cute? (laughs) And he's like, well, same thing, acute alcoholic. I am acute alcoholic. 
I said, yes, you're an acute alcoholic, but that's not the same as being acute <laughs> alcoholic. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so t- he did. He went. He told everybody in the building that the doctor thought he was an alcoholic, but at least he was cute. Oh, I love that. <laughs> a, I'm a very oh, okay. cute, a very cute alcoholic. Very cute. What the hell's the name of that diner? Is it the Ideal Diner? That's still there, isn't it? I don't know. Over on over on Central Avenue on Broadway. I loved that place. I loved going in there, man. It was wonderful. All right, back in the day. It is March 23rd. Could you believe? That we got eight days left in March. That's it. It's, March is flying by, don't you think? Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm ready for April. I'm ready to do this. You ready to wrap it up? Yeah, let's let's keep it moving here. Uh, oh, pardon me. No, no, not the show. I meant the. <laughs> I meant March. Let's March fourth. Brittany, acute alcoholic. I am. That's an, all I know. I am an acute. I'm a very cute alcoholic. <laughs> 111 years ago today. 1912, the Dixie Cup was invented. Hmm. See, I like once I don't read these very often. I read them like once a month, just because they're you know they're they're dumb as hell, but they're kind of cute, don't you think? Agreed, I like them. It makes your life you, you feel better. Oh, good, I use Dixie cups. I know all about this. Yeah. 111 years ago, 98 years ago, 1925, Tennessee banned teaching evolution in public schools because it contradicted the story of creation in the Bible. It did. Uh, yeah, those two do not match up. Uh, they figure out ways to kind of connect them. I think people in, you know, more modern religions figure mm-hmm. out ways, like maybe the Big Bang was, they talk about that being, but initially they did not coincide. Yeah, you know when they talk about Moses bringing two T-Rexes onto the, the, <laughs> yeah, the ship? Yeah, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. All the time. Yep, happened all the time. <laughs> but, I mean... You can't be created and then evolve? I don't understand that. I, I guess I don't... I've never paid... Even when I went to Catholic school for like eight years, I never paid attention. I was like, eh, whatever. Uh, I don't... See, is it possible? Because this is true. I don't really... I'm not going to say, you'll believe in the God I believe in, or I'll never talk to you again, or there is no God, or whatever. Does that... Seriously, don't you think that whoever or whatever, or if there's nobody in charge, it'll get taken care of one way or the other, correct? I love not knowing your inner thoughts on, not yours, Tom, but like people's inner thoughts on some of this stuff. Like, especially if you and I have a superficial relationship, like I don't need to know what exactly how you think everything went down. Like, I love that about some relationships and those ones should stay like that. But my question is for everybody, mm-hmm. once again, human beings are just a pain in the ass. Yeah. Human beings have to piss and moan and bitch about everything. You believe what I believe or I will ban you. That's been going on forever in humanity. But I have a question for you. Hmm. If you believe in evolution and I believe the story of creation, can't you be created and evolve both? Yeah. And I think... Why, why can't you? No, I think you're right. And I think like really, I think people right now, most moderate um, people like who are leaning in religion and cre- they, they find ways where um, they use this evolution and they talk about, well, how did that happen? That's a mystery. Okay. Maybe that was God's hand, you know, like they, they incorporate both. I think that that's where you're coming from. And I think very intelligent uh, are people that Combined them both, or that's where it's at. Yeah, there's nothing to argue about here. I can believe in creation, and I can believe in evolution. I got yeah. no problem with that. Yeah. I, why would you have a problem with that? Yeah, I, I think most people don't, but unfortunately, most it's not, most people on the internet are, are not most people. You know. 
Yeah, I suppose. While we're going through that right now, because there are things that are banned at schools, things that are going on at schools that people don't want at schools. So we've, we haven't learned a thing, apparently, in 98 years. Yeah, probably true. I, I just, Jesus, calm down. We can find common ground and be much happier if you'll just maybe be a little smarter. How about that? <laughs> I'd be such a moron. I read something the other day that said, I am very uncomfortable with the thought of people teaching my third grader about Florida. <laughs> there you go. See, I believe every word of that, by the way. I, I just, I don't, I wouldn't doubt it at all when that happened. Oh, here's a, the continuation on that 98 years ago story. They banned... Uh, uh, teaching evolution in public schools because it contradicts the story of creation in the Bible when high school teacher John T. Scopes, oh, it's Scope, the Scopes trial, yep, broke the law. The press called it the Scopes monkey trial. He was convicted and fined $100, but that would be $1,621 in today's money. The law was not repealed in 1967. Now, what law, I don't understand, what law did he break? Uh-huh. Does anybody anybody have any idea what law he broke by, by saying, because he didn't say it wasn't, there was no such thing as a story of creation, or he didn't say there was no evolution. I mean, why, I still don't understand why people love to be so pissed off. Wouldn't you rather be happy? Okay, so I found what you were asking. Was accused of okay, violating good. Tennessee's Butler Act, which had made it illegal for teachers to teach human evolution in any state-funded school. I just, did you see the numbers that they've run now? Uh-uh. Out of the 30 top nations in the world, that's the way they talked about it, the 30 biggest, by top, I think, with the biggest education systems. That's what they meant by the 30 biggest countries in the world with education systems. Uh-huh. Okay. The United States, as far as spending money on education is concerned, is number one in that group. Um. What comes out the other end, that, that student, we come in 28th out of 30 mm-hmm. countries. Oh, you saw the same thing, Rudy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. Trust me. I've done so much research on this. Sending my daughter to a private school was the best decision I ever made. It just hurts. You know, look, I never got along with my teachers anyway, so I'm not, I never disliked teachers, but I never liked them either. They were too bossy. And a lot of them knew, didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Sure. Because they always put their personal opinion in there. It's like, what are you doing that for? But I just, I, I will never understand why it is you can't look at both sides instead of just immediately losing your mind. For the, Our political system in America is totally broken because of this kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be honest with you. I've seen Democrats make some good decisions. I've seen Republicans make good decisions. Can we work from there? How about, what do you think? Yeah, that doesn't make headlines, so no. You're correct. That's exactly what it is. You're not going to make any money off of that statement. So no, we're not going to do that. We can work together. We have got to stop looking beyond money, money, money. And I'm sorry, but the billionaire hedge fund people have done this to us, and the politicians have kissed their ass at high noon and allowed it to happen. This is all about billionaires and politicians getting together, making sure they get everything, and you and I get nothing. Isn't that a thrill? Yeah. No, I mean, that's where we're at. I just, why? Why do you have to have it all? You did very, very well. I'm proud of you. Um, you must be very smart. But why do you have to have all of it? I don't get that. I don't either. I mean, $225 billion, You think that'd be enough, don't you? You would think. I mean, that would, I'd be fine with that. 
hey, could you buy me a hot dog? Oh, you know, I don't have any change for $10,000 bills, so I just can't. <laughs> now, I, I watch the news at night, and people are all upset about this and that and the lying and the this. And the and now that we got these trials going on, and these people are just full of shit, and it's just driving me. It drives me nuts. It's like you're working angles, but you're really hurting people is what you're doing. Could you work together, back the hell off, and work together, and let's get something done? What do you say? I'm in. It's like talking to radio management. They just won't listen. They just won't listen. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. No question. Okay, so uh, 41 years ago, 1982, Joni Loves Chachi, starring Aaron Moran and Scott Bayo, debuted on ABC. The word chachi is very similar to a Korean word for penis. Well, everybody knew that, didn't they? Chach. Yeah. Chach. Yeah, I think it's Chris Chachi Eggert is uh, his nickname as well, and he is up next. we got to jump to uh, the break here so we can uh, include him in. I don't want to talk to him. Forget it. He's okay. out of the mix. Aww. We will be right back with Chachi Eggert right after this. Tom Bernard here. You might not know this about me and about my family, but we're kind of Nissan strong. I say that because I own a Nissan Altima from Walzer Nissan. I love it. My son Andy owns a Nissan Rogue Sport from Walzer Nissan. And my daughter-in-law, Melissa, yep, you guessed it, drives a Nissan Kicks. And Cart's grandson, Ethan, safely around town, also purchased at Walzer Nissan. You want to know who else is Nissan strong in the Twin Cities? Walzer Nissan and their trifecta of stores. Down south, GM Dan Resch at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville. West of the Metro, just off Highway 12 and Wyzetta Boulevard is Casey Novotny's Walzer Nissan Wyzetta. And in Coon Rapids, north side of Highway 10 and around Lake Boulevard, Jay Buck runs the show at this Nissan store. This month at all three Nissan dealerships score 0% financing on Rogues, Altimas, and Pathfinders with up to $1,500 available loyalty cash on select models. Nissan strong and loyal like me and my family. Even if you're just Nissan curious, go to Walzer.com and select the Walzer Nissan store nearest you. I'm due for an oil change. Maybe I'll see you there. 0% financing for 36 months, $27 per month per 1000 finance on approved credit. Tom here. Why should your business work with my friends at North American Banking Company? Here's Minnesota hockey legend Winnie Brown of OS Hockey. North American Banking Company has really allowed our business to grow over the years because whenever we have a question, we have the convenience of being able to walk in or we know exactly who to call to get things done. To learn more about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com. That's nabanco.com. Or visit any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. At the new Tom Bernard Morning Show, we're pretty low-key. We talk in regular voices. Well, except for Tom's, which is all like, You're a disaster. But we don't get all hypey and stuff. However, we are doing a contest called Pick Your Prize. You could win $10,000 worth of yard machines from Tri-State Bobcat. $10,000 worth of machines. It's pretty hard not to get excited about $10,000 worth of lawn machines, including a zero-turn mower, a walk-behind mower, snowblower, string trimmer, leaf blower, chainsaw, and more. Or a $10,000 Cub Foods gift card. And all you have to do is register on the Tom Bernard Show app, which you already have, right? Well, if not, download it. No big deal. Then register. Every time you open the app between now and March 31st, you'll be entered in the $10,000 Pick Your Prize contest. That's it. Download the Tom Bernard Show app. It's free, and it's in your app store. Win $10,000 worth of yard machines from Tri-State Bobcat, a $10,000 cup gift card, and so much more. See it all on the Tom Bernard Show app. I studied Spanish in college and never got fluent, but then I tried Babbel. Want the most effective way to learn another language? 
In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel's bite-sized lessons will have you learning another language in as little as three weeks. Babbel is all conversation-based, so it gets you speaking quickly about things you actually talk about in the real world. You'll really see a difference in how you can speak and how conversational you can be in just a few weeks. Babbel isn't just lessons. You can listen to podcasts, play games, watch videos. You can even take live online classes with a language teacher. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. The lessons online and in the app make it easy to learn from pretty much anywhere. University studies have shown that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a semester of college Spanish. If you want to learn a new language, there's no better way than Babbel. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, 825 now, 25 minutes after 8 o'clock in the metro area. Um, I got to lead into uh, Chris Eggert, Channel 5 Eyewitness News. Chris Eggert with this. This just released 59% of TV news anchors pretend they're washed their hands when they leave the bathroom. Is that true? That percentage may be a little low, actually. I think it's probably higher. I dropped off again, didn't I? No. Oh, yes, I did. I was gone for about 25 seconds there. You guys back? You. No, we, we, we got you. Yeah, we yeah. can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, no, no. I definitely dropped off. I heard the popping, and, I, and you guys couldn't hear me for oh. about 20 okay. seconds. Okay. Uh, what time is it? 827? What are you going to do? Good to know. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll mark that down. Yeah, we're still working with the people. We, listen, you've been up yeah. all morning, and that's good. So <laughs> we'll keep it for now. That's what the but girl the, said at the picnic. Hey, oh, Walked right into that one. What? Um, but yeah, okay, well, good. At least we know, okay, we're, we're starting to funnel down to getting the root of the problem. So we're better, but I'm glad you're still here. But you know what's great about it is I literally couldn't give a rat's ass if that stuff happens. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you want to fix it once it does happen. Sure. But I'm not one of these, can you people get it together? It's like, settle down for Christ's sake. Relax. We have the lovely and talented Chris Eggert with us. What more could you ask for? Right? I will take, I will take full responsibility, Tom, for this um, problem with our machinery. Oh, thank God. Okay. I, I just want you to know I... I will take responsibility. Nobody in the world wants to take responsibility for things anymore. That's true. I will accept all responsibility for this, and I will work to make sure it never happens again. That's all you ever – it's just give, give, give with you. It's it's right. It is. It's right on the money. That's all I'm saying. What was the story with Chachi, that uh, Joni and Chachi, that you were talking about? Yeah, what was it? We were talking about Joni and Chachi. What was that all about? I think you were talking about what – the word that mean we were looking at the uh, fun oh chachi facts. yeah chachi oh, that's right was, uh, yeah. yeah chachi means uh, and what does it mean Brittany because you knew uh, was it did you say penis I thought that's what it meant it, yes it means penis chachi hey, how's our things with your chachi not great that's a little that'd be a little weird I, I mean I I wake up at two in the morning uh, and I never sleep with my wife for the most part so my chachi is uh, yep it's doing well <laughs> it's doing pretty well it's doing really well is it. <laughs> Yep. This, uh, this this shift is great for uh, for your your personal life. That's for sure. As you guys I, all well know. Well, I would I would like to thank you publicly because that's a part of the job that people don't understand. That Catherine and I, other than once in a while on a weekend, have not slept together in thirty seven years because I had to get up at three thirty in the morning. Is it bad that I'm already thinking like I don't want the kids to be out of the house? 
But I'm also like, man, there's going to be a free bedroom here in about five months. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm yeah, thinking it's... like what a great night's sleep I will get. I don't have to be uh, awoken at, at like 1145, 12 o'clock with the sound oh. of the lotion lid opening <laughs> and then the, <laughs> the rubbing of the hands. And, oh, my God. Oh my oh. God. You're acting like she's like banging around when you're using like when lotion rubbing wakes you up, Chris. <laughs> I feel like that's yes. on you. <laughs> No, it is. Do you guys have that? It, it actually is like a, it's a clinically diagnosed thing that like you have such a sensitivity to sounds. Yeah. And annoy, like you get beyond annoyed to definitely oh, yeah. people eating. Like it becomes like you become enraged at that sound. I understand that completely. So um, so how long you been sleeping by yourself on, on at least on work nights? Well, we actually we, we sleep in the same bed. Um, oh, do you? Yeah, but I mean, I've been doing the the overnight shift for about ever since my daughter was born, so almost sixteen God. years. So, yeah, it's uh, it's great. It's a you know, it's a good living though. I do have to ask you one question: Did your daughter or your son, in my case, my daughter, ever come up to you and say, "Dad, why'd you fall asleep during my dance?" Oh God! I know <laughs> so many dancing. things where you're just kind of like eh, drool That's running good. down the corner of your mouth. <laughs> it's true. You, you, oh, you were great. You were great. <laughs> just make it up as you go along. So, what's happening in the news this morning? Anything good? Is it all bad? Uh, well, um, yes. The, I'm gonna. There's a way I can turn this into good. Um, okay, good. Everyone's starting to get really hyper about the flooding that's probably going to happen this spring. Right. Which, I mean, it makes sense. It was, uh, you know, whatever top 10 precipitation winter that we had. Um, Stillwater in particular, and they're getting very serious about it because they've got like people already coming down to start volunteering. And But it was interesting. We had a spin on that today that one of the uh, bar owners down there actually said the flooding is better for business. Really? Yeah, because more like looky-loos come down there to see what the river looks like and what the shoreline looks like, and they get a lot more foot traffic. Isn't that interesting? Well, yeah, I suppose if there's curiosity, you got to have a wheel, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I remember uh, going to the uh, the old studios when the 35W bridge collapsed mm-hmm. and how many people would hang out and they would, you know, there was, hey, there was a couple of restaurants not too far from there and it's, it looks so much different now. But I remember somebody putting up a sign who lived right next to the 35W bridge that said, uh, disaster tourists go home. Because everybody, everybody was just coming just because, like, listen, it was, hey, man, like, this is part of Minnesota history. Like, that day will live in infamy for us, and we wanted to see it. We wanted to be a part of it. So I kind of got a little perturbed when that guy's like, how dare you come and take a look at history here? How dare you? Like, <laughs> shut your face. Just because you happen to be paying rent-controlled apartment two blocks away from the U of M, bring her down, <laughs> bud. I mean, I, I, I'm sure it was annoying, but yes, to your point, Rudy, like people are, and it happens at any kind of scene like that. I mean, it just, people are curious. They want to lay their own eyes on it. I just would have never thought that, you know, like coming to look at flooding over the banks in Stillwater would be something that would generate 
generate business and that that's not to diminish its impact or anything because right. it, i mean mm-hmm. obviously i think it's it does sound like it's probably going to be a pretty bad um flooding season so we talked a lot about that this morning yeah you know one thing that's kind of tough looking back on that uh that bridge collapse how many years ago is that now it's a long time ago oh thousand Seven. Yeah, as I say, yeah, so it was 2007. So, yes, yeah, so you were looking at 50, 16 years already? Oh. Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. Well, I, I used to drive over that bridge every morning and every right, day right around noon, something like that. So you look back on the timing of the, the whole situation, that, that piece that broke apart, because apparently it wasn't put in there properly in the first place. Was that, isn't that what they found out, that it wasn't set properly? I don't know if it there was some sort of malfunction with the yep. with the metal plates and I I don't it was I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, I'm not either, but how many times was I on that bridge and it could have happened at any time? You just look back and go, why wasn't I on the bridge at the time? I was always on that bridge, coming and going. Yeah, that uh, it is it's so I there's not a day I don't drive over the river. And mm-hmm. I like think about that every single day when I cross yeah. the river. I'm just like, it, it flashes through my head what people must have like, how, what was going through their minds when that happened. It's just uh, so bad. It was indeed, but thank God. Hopefully, we, we got her under control now. I'm hoping. It's all I know, right? One of my uh, one of my buddies was on the bridge, and oh. um, he was on the back part of it, so he was. You know, like the bridge had kind of collapsed in front, and he was, you know, back up behind that traffic. So he w- he saw it collapse in front of him, Ooh. was able to stop, get out, um, get away from the car. And, like, I look at um, photos of the bridge collapse, and you can see his car, like he described his car, and, like, you can see it, like one of them that's just Ooh. teetering right there on the edge. And I his story was, I mean, it's a crazy story, but I think he ended up, like, once he got away from the scene, he like walked up the street to where there was a bar and sat down and like, <laughs> like I need a beer yeah. and a yeah. shot. <laughs> yeah. Somebody call my wife. Tell her I'm going to be late. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he he's he he kind of treats it nonchalantly, which is crazy to me because I mean it's kind of the way he is. But mm-hmm. I, to have survived that, it, it's it's crazy. Um, but. How would you get through? Why was I saved and other people weren't? You're, you know right. he's fighting that survivor guilt. That's crazy. Yep. You bring that up because Seth MacFarlane from Family Guy mm-hmm. was supposed to be on the second flight of 9/11 and never oh, made the right. flight. And yep. really, and doesn't care that he wasn't that he didn't make it. He overslept and he had asked the uh, the driver. He overslept. He asked the driver, "Hey, can you step on it? I have to get to the airport." And the, the driver drove like a bat out of hell to get him there on time. He got through the gate, and as soon as he walked up to the gate, the lady was like, sorry, we just closed it. And he's like, son of a bitch. So he walks over to a bar, and he sits down, Ooh. and he gets a drink. And as he's drinking a beer, the first plane hits, hits the World Trade Center. Jesus. And he was like, whoa. So him and the bartender start watching the news. And then the second plane hits, and he's waiting for his next flight. And then the second plane hits, and he starts doing the math. Wait a minute, where did that flight come from? Oh, wait a minute. That's, oh my God. I was, I missed that door by like, I mean, he missed the door by like 45 seconds, and they shut it, yeah. and they wouldn't open it for him. And the thing is, when you ask him about it, he's like, 
I don't feel like I'm sp- and, and that was before Family Guy had like taken off and before he was the mm-hmm. Seth MacFarlane juggernaut that he is now. And he you ask him and his response is like Listen, I don't feel like I was special. I don't feel like anybody happened to pick me out. It's not like there was a God who was like, we're going to save Seth and kill everybody else. He was just like, no, man, it just happened to be a coincidence that I didn't make it on that flight. Doesn't bring it up to people, doesn't chat about it, moves on with his life. Which means, of course, he does have survivor guilt. There's no doubt about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he won't talk about it. Yeah, it does. Oh, I just can't imagine. And it's awful no question about it. hopefully uh that we won't be going through that again but it, it it happens a lot around the world there's no doubt about that but that that was yeah i mean your friend uh i wasn't anywhere near the bridge when it went down i just was across that several times a day but i wasn't anywhere near it but to see your car hanging over the edge man i'd go to the bar too i'm just here to tell you yeah man. for sure i was like I, I, well i don't think anybody would fault you for that um yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's a crazy story every time I even think about it. But um, so uh, back on the the flooding thing and the po- you asked for good news. So I'm going to tell yes. you, there's one uh, group of Minnesotans who are celebrating good news because of all this snow we've had this year. Any guesses who that might be? Resorts. Could okay, maybe not just one. There's several. okay well that changes the story a bit now doesn't it i mean anyone who's lives lives, makes a living off of snow so that that was a dumb question but uh, uh the wine industry because they say that because we had so much snow that the uh the root systems of the vines have been uh very well preserved and and they did not get exposed to like the brutal cold temperatures that we would get Mm -hmm. Because mm-hmm. the snow like blankets them, so the Minnesota wine people are are very happy with how the winter played out. I see that's fair. That. No, you're absolutely. I have. It's been I think eleven years now since I, I had any wine or whatever. I still collect wine, and you know we have people over. I want to have good wine. As Minnesota's, and again, I'm not criticizing Minnesota wines, but they had a long way to go to try to catch up with the rest of the you know industry and all that stuff. Are, are Minnesota wines pretty good now? Well, I, I was going to ask you guys that because i am not a wine connoisseur connoisseur there's a couple that are okay here and there i think our biggest problem is because we don't have great wines we sometimes mask it with like come down and try our raspberry rhubarb wine it's like (laughs) yeah can i just get it can i just get like a sauvignon blanc give me some of that just give me an actual wine something that doesn't taste like juicy juice that's the rub right like it's sweeter yeah, I, you know, I, listen, you're talking to a guy who buys two-buck Chuck. I'm not sure exactly what <laughs> great wine is, so. Two-buck Chuck was good, though. Um, well, I don't, when I drank, I didn't care what it tasted like. It's why yeah. I had to retire. Um, but uh, I do love, whenever we talk about, like, fruit wine um, on Schitt's Creek, when Moira Rose oh, goes and does oh. the wine tasting of that uh, fruit wine, and she just keeps talking, because it gets more and more ridiculous about, like, what's in it, and, like, oh, it's so funny. Indeed, that's so good. It's so good. It was. You're absolutely right. It was really, really good. So, any other news we should keep our finger on the pulse of? Uh, well, I mean, there's always all kinds of things that are going on, but yeah. I know um, Timberwolves fans are super pumped because Carl Anthony Towns came back last night. He really? had played in like 51 games with a calf injury, and since he's been out, and Anthony Edwards has been playing so well, 
and people are kind of like really not thinking very good thoughts about Carl Anthony Towns and does he really mean that much to the team and mm-hmm. you know yada 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 well he ended up basically winning the game for him last night Ooh. on his first game back in like uh again like 51 games so uh Timberwolves fans uh they've got a whole new thing to debate now whether or not you know Carl Anthony Towns is the biggest impact player on the team and uh, their playoffs are coming up. So that was something else that happened last night. I was glad to see that. I got nothing against uh, Carl. No, I agree. <laughs> I'm hell of a player, right? I don't like the big men that shoot outside, though, all the time. Yeah. I am going to, as a as a basketball purist, that kind of bothers me. I'm like, but I know that's old school thinking. But I'm like, get in there and get a rebound, man. You're seven foot tall. Yeah. Every time Giannis grabs the ball, and I see him start to, you know, crouch down to take that three-point shot. I just scream at the TV, not you, <laughs> not you, anybody else. Give it to anybody else but you. You are, listen, just go stand under the basket and just dunk all day. That's what your job is. What are you doing? And both those guys in particular are really good shooters, right? So, I mean, as, as a big man goes, they're great shooters. But, yeah, I, I do feel the same way. I'm just like... Think of how I, to me it seems like it would be so much easier just to be down there and just dunking everything. Yeah, but. no, I, I think you know I, I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but I believe Carl Anthony Towns is a little better at shooting than Giannis. But when mm-hmm. he's driving the lane, you can't stop that guy. So it just angers oh. me that that he, it's like stop stop it with the shooting. You're not that great. So his free throw shots are awful. So yeah, I totally agree with you, man. When I watch those big guys, you know. Back in the day, like you never saw like a Charles Barkley just like pull up for a three. You're like, no, no, no. no. Listen, Bill Lambert, no. he would never take a three point. Just get in there, mix it up. Bill Lambert. Loved Lambert. Oh, man. Didn't you? Oh, I do. For sure. Oh, that when they did the last dance with the Bulls and that back and forth, <laughs> it is like, that's what I'm talking about. I don't like it that the new players, they exchange jerseys and they, oh, I had dinner yep. with him after the game. No, you're supposed to hate that guy. Isaiah Thomas hated the Bulls. He would never go get a bite to eat with Michael Jordan, ever. I don't know, Chris, if I've ever told you the story, but I went to play golf once out in the western suburbs. Probably shouldn't yeah. say where it was, but... Um, I get there and Bill Lambeer was out on the golf course already. I didn't. I, I never did meet him. He was on the golf course, but they gave me the locker right next to his, and basically I looked down and his shoes were in front of his locker, and I ended up just driving one of them home. <laughs> Holy Christ! They were like size twenty-four shoes. My God. <laughs> That, it was a canoe. Even Bill Lambeer wasn't that big of a dude either. No, I mean, he mm-hmm. was, but. That's the thing I don't know if everyone appreciates it, the scale of the size of the guys oh. because they're all so big. So when you're seeing them on TV, you don't get a sense of how big these dudes are, but they are like freaks of nature in their size. Like go to the game and stand, you know, get get close enough where you can kind of see the size and it's like how do these guys even walk up and down the street at that size, let alone like be such gifted athletes. It's crazy to me. No, Catherine, by coincidence, just yesterday got home and she was, I don't know where the hell she was, but she was, she had to take an elevator and this guy got on and he was about, I don't know, probably 70 years old, something like that. And he's about six, six. And she goes, my God, there's a big fella right there. Well, his son got in behind him. 
Catherine swears to God there was about an inch between the ceiling of the elevator and his head. It's like, holy oh Christ. He was like seven foot two, seven foot three, something like that, he said. That's a big kid, man. Oh, my gosh. You should have got the autograph just because. <laughs> yeah, just because he's seven foot three. Well, the tallest person ever was, what, eight, eight foot that, 11, I think? That dude, that guy was crazy, too. That There's a really big guy that lives in Rochester, too. Like, um, gosh, I'll have to remember that. But, like, a, almost a world record size guy that lives um, in, in Rochester, I think. I'm almost positive. Really? Yeah. Is he Scandinavian? Scandinavian's going to be very tall. You should go down there and try to arm wrestle him, Tom. <laughs> I'll whip his ass again. It's been so many times. <laughs> oh, well, you're going to have to do it posthumously, my friend, because oh, Igor Vavilinsky, tallest man in the U.S., dies in Minnesota August 23rd of 2021. Oh. Mm-hmm. COVID. Well, he was, I guess that arm wrestling match is not happening. He, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he was seven feet, uh, eight inches tall. Oh, good God. That is a big boy right there. Do, do you have the, uh, who was the tallest person ever? Um, it was Robert, I'm going to say Wadlow or. Yeah, Wadlow. Yep, and that's he the guy. was eight, uh, eight feet, 11 inches. It was eight, 11. Ooh. I thought so. He died at 25, I believe. Is that not correct? He, let's see, uh, he wasn't that old. I mean, he was a little older than that. Oh, was he? Um, I thought see. he was about 25, 26, something like that. He, oh, you're right, he's 22, and he lived in, uh, he was born in Illinois. Wait a minute, he was 22 when he died? Yeah. Oh, I thought he got it. So he lived a real long life. Yeah, I, when you're nine feet tall, you're not going to live past about 20, 25. There's no doubt about that. It's just too much to handle. But what the hell? All right, Mr. Eggert, you've done another magnificent job. There's no question about it. I look forward to coming back tomorrow if you guys will have me. We'll talk it over and get back. <laughs> and I do, again, take all responsibility for the technical issues you experienced earlier today. Actually, though, you guys didn't even know I couldn't hear you because you were, you were schmoozing, so it, it was kind of a good time for it to happen. I, again, Chris, I don't get whipped up. I mean, yeah, I would like to fix it so it doesn't happen, but I'm not one of these, you sons of bitches. Like, settle down, for Christ's sake. It's because you've been doing it long enough where you know that kind of crap happens. I, I used All to get bothered time. by that when I was a kid, and now I'm just kind of like, whatever, everyone will be fine. God, I remember, honest to God, Mr. Hubbard, the original Mr. Hubbard, back in 1972, got really pissed off at me because I was on the air and he happened to be listening at 1500 KSTP. This is 52, maybe 53 years ago. And I started on the air playing with all the buttons on the board. Oh. I was setting off the tornado alarm. He didn't see a lot of humor in that. I, gotta be uh, I, I can see that. <laughs> Me too. At this, well, I was a teenager, so I didn't know any better. What the hell right. did I do? All right, Pally, we look forward to talking again tomorrow. Bye, guys. See you. Bye. Now, you guys, oh, applause for Chris Eggert. How sweet is that? I wish you guys had met uh, uh, Stanley Hubbard the first. You've met, obviously, Stanley Hubbard Jr. many, many times. He's, he's around. Great guy. Uh-huh. Uh, but you guys weren't around to meet uh, his father, were you? Correct. Yeah, no, I never met his father. I just met him. I will tell you one thing about this, and it's, and it's very, very true. He was the kind of guy, when you walked up to him, 
you could just tell he was successful. Not that he comported himself like he was better than anybody else, but you could just tell he was very, very driven, and, and things were very important to him. You know, he's that kind of guy. Yes, I, I, know, I know exactly you're talking about, the kind of person you're talking about, somebody who's very passionate. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened to Ginny because both her grandfather and father are very smart people. So what the hell? Yeah, no. Have you guys been to the Hubbard <laughs> holiday party before? Yeah, many times. Many years ago for me. I didn't, uh, I didn't get a chance to go. I wanted to be invited last year and they said, no, you're still working at the queue, so you're out. Yeah, oh. it was funny. You, you, made the, you didn't make the cutoff, but it was like two weeks because yeah, I went. Yeah, two, like two weeks. I went because I'd been, you know, I worked at my talk and... Um, it was a lot of scuttlebutt around if you were coming to the Hubbard during that time. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. No, there, it, that party, is it still as much fun as... I mean, I literally, again, the first one I went to was 52, 53 years ago. So I loved going to the party. It was wonderful. Yeah, it's super fun. It's like, feels kind of like old Minneapolis-esque because you get really dressed yeah. up. And, um, you know, it's downtown um, and... Last this last year, it was the Vikings had um, done that big comeback, uh, or was it? No, maybe not the comeback. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was the comeback game. The comeback yeah. game, and so you go downtown and everyone was wasted. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, you know, I'm with oh. Justin. We're dressed up. We had a babysitter, and then there's just people in Vikings things like grabbing our shoulders, being like, "We did it!" I'm like, "Who are you? Why?" Um, it was. It's a super fun party. No, it always. I have not been to one now in decades, so I'm looking forward to going to the one this. Unless, of course, I get fired before then, yeah, which could happen. That's a possibility. It always is with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, we got to take a break. You know, I'm having one of those days where I'm like, oh God, so it's got to be at least what? It's got to be seven thirty by now. I look up and it's ten to nine for Christ's sake. Oh yeah. Some days just blow by so fast. So. I'll try to stay on top of it better. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. More news right after this Tom Bernard Show. This is Bob Sansever, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Right now, MyPillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the MySlippers the number one selling MyPillow product. And I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code TOM, T-O-M, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. 
These will sell out. Trust me on that one. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for only 25 bucks, regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so order now. There's nothing quite like a fresh start, and Brooklinen has the home essentials that you need to step up your space and step into the new season. From comfy sheets to super plush towels and robes, Brooklinen has just what you're looking for. Shop online at brooklinen.com for a home refresh at its best. For a limited time, get $20 off, plus free shipping on orders of $100 or more with code RADIO2023. Stop by brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Code RADIO2023.